and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof, and this is level 255. Joining me tonight is Big L. Hello, Kenny. And Kusmoosh. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, with that, do, that being said, I do want to apologize on our schedules and me being sick and everything that's happened. These last few weeks, it has been nuts trying to get everyone's schedules to line up to be able to record. And we couldn't do recording on normal Tuesdays, so we had to record on Wednesdays. Recording on Wednesdays delays the show, and we're totally not recording Wednesday. I'm really hoping this is, this one isn't delayed. Totally. But if it is, I'm sorry. It's been a crea- uh, challenging few weeks. Yeah. But hopefully, that will be behind us. Haven't had the live show this month. It's just, it just hasn't happened. It's the uh, schedules have been awful, unfortunately. But all the ducky races and stuff like that, we'll just double it up next month, and I'll be real good then. Double the duck. More ducky races. All right. But let's go ahead and start the show. Even though there's three of us, I will be shocked if this one is if this isn't a longer show because the Xbox showcase was Sunday. We've had that. We've had a couple of different showcases from Ubisoft. Uh, we've had the Summer Games Fest, all kinds of showcases. It's There's no E3, but it's still E3 time. I'm still going to call it E3 because I, I miss E3. I like E3. But with that, Aww. obviously, with all the showcases, question of the week was real simple this week. We, wanted, we asked all of our patrons, what were the highlights specifically from the Xbox showcase, what are your favorite games shown? Anything that stuck out to you. Uh, Nate, would you like to go ahead and start reading off some patron responses? Sure. I will read from longtime podcaster, short-time listener, Corey. He says, <laughs> oh, ah, another not E3 week in the books. Looks like Xbox had the best showcase overall, not trying to be biased, for 2023 as well as the personal best showcase in a very long time. I don't think you're wrong there. I think you are correct. <clears throat> Sticking with just their mm. showcase, plus the extended, I'm most excited for the smaller indie games. Of course. The standouts to me are Sea no of Stars hitting Game Pass Day 1, High of Life DLC coming soon, and City Skylines 2. Well, you know, 2 out of 3 is not bad. Launching into Game Pass yeah. Day 1 as Stop well. It, My daughter saw that trailer and she was like, that looks like fun. And I said, disowned. Um, ah, your daughter smarter than you. Honorable <laughs> mentions to 33 Immortals. If we can pick our party mm. up to 33 players, I don't know how we're going to get 32. Oh my God, yes. I don't know how we're going to get 33 people to play, but whatever. Um, it has it's some co-op. serious potential. Oh. A bonus for the non-Xbox, even showcase, reveals Sonic Superstars, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, Child Kush, yes, thank you, uh, and Pow World really jingled my jollies. If you don't know about Pow World, I don't think we're going to be talking about that today. It's, I think, um, Pokemon with guns, like AK-47s. It's it's crazy. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, okay, then. I missed this. After the show, go check out Power Not. World. It's, uh, Need to find this right now. Check that out after. It's insane. It looks like Pokemon, but you have, like, AK-47s. Uh, and oh, so they found we, the... 
I found a way to yeah. make Pokemon good, is what you're saying? I guess. It looks interesting. Oh, all right. Uh, and because we can't not mention Ravainer, <laughs> shout out to Ebenezer and the Invisible World, which is a Christmas nice. carol if it were made into a Metroidvania. Uh, and I did watch that trailer, and man, it, it, it that's a thing. Uh, it's definitely a thing. Uh, Take my money. I do, <laughs> I do like Metroidvanias, but whew, <laughs> I'm going to need to see some more on that one. Uh, Eruteric says, highlights of the show for me were Persona 3 Reloaded, Like a Dragon, Miami Beach, and Metaphor. Just from playing Persona 5 and the first Like a Dragon, I don't think those two studios can do any wrong at the moment. Uh, oh, man. I'm going to murder his name. Richard Ayode. I, I know that's horrible. Ayode. Close enough. Nailed close it. enough. That funny guy from IT Crowd. Also, being in Fable is amazing. I love the look of City uh, Cities Skylines 2, Avowed, mm-hmm. Flight Sim, 33 Immortals, Path of the Goddess, and Stanfield. Correct, Stanfield. But I just don't know nah. their games I'll play for one reason or another. I have many thoughts on the other games shown, too, but I'll not bore you with those. I have a chunk of time dedicated to Elder Scrolls Online, Sea of Thieves, Overwatch 2, and Fallout 76 title updates wasn't really my thing. I'm happy for the people that play the games, but it seemed a bit too much for a showcase and really signaled the trailing of off of the show. Huh. The first 25 minutes of the show was a solid 9 out of 10. There was just so much shown, it was hard to keep up. Yes. Towards the end, though, it died off towards the 7 out of 10. And the one more thing being the Stanfield Direct was a big letdown. Regardless, Stanfield what? looks amazing. And hopefully it plays as well as it looks, because it could be the game... It makes me actually want to invest fully in a Bethesda game. So you're what about the uh, the one more thing? He said one more thing. We already knew the Stanfield Direct was coming, but he said one more thing, and then oh, he announced it. So it was I see. We thought we were getting something and that, and uh, yeah, when we did. Oh, I see. I see. Especially while he was teasing us with that Hexen T-shirt the whole time. Uh, that was really that was that was kind of mean for people who like Hexen. <clears throat> yeah, Hexen. Do you know what Hexen is? Uh, that game. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hexen? Well, you know it's. A, it's a lot like Doom. Next Heretic? Up, Jay yeah, <laughs> I, I looked it up. I had no idea what Hexen is. It literally is, so I had is to look it a up. lot like Doom. Uh, Jay Black says, I'm looking forward to the Sea of Thieves Monkey Island update. So, okay, one person. I really enjoyed their Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. update. <laughs> so this one should be a lot of fun, too. I joke. It looked cool. It makes me think that maybe I'll even check out Sea of Thieves. I might even take the half hour it takes to boot that game up and try it you out. You won't. Uh, Fable looks interesting, too. I feel like I should go back and work on Fable 3 first. I think you have plenty of time. Clockwork Revolution looks so much like Bioshock that I feel I need to try it. I have no idea what kind of game South of Midnight is, but I love the look of the trailer. I'll be, be keeping an eye on this one. So will I. It looks great. Stanfield looks really interesting, but I don't know if I'll play it. I already have so many games in my backlog, including many long games. I don't know if I have the time to put into this one. Speaking of long games... I have Fallout 76 and really want to play it, but don't have a group. Thanks for your advertisement. At some point, I'll want to get, <laughs> I'll want to get this done. Hopefully before they randomly shut down the servers. Same with Cyberpunk. I haven't started it yet, but I own it. I guess I'll play it soon. Trademark. Agreed. Uh, and Scarvese says, very excited for the Cyberpunk DLC finally getting a release date. Okay. Um, yeah, I... A lot there. Uh, yeah, there's a lot there. I was blown away. Uh, I agree with Corey. This was the best um, uh, Xbox showcase we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm i not a huge fan of the uh, no constraints. Like, I, I liked the fact that the, the previous one, 
maybe long before that too, was like no games that are more than a year away. Right. I like that because then I know exactly what I'm getting. But uh, I have to say, I like both. I have to say I was super excited about um, what they showed at the very beginning. That uh, that fable looks amazing. That <laughs> might that might be my game of show. I'm like, that might be the one I'm the most excited for. Um, really? As, as far as like the AAA super big guys, that one looks awesome. Uh, South of Midnight also looks great. I don't know if we're going to go over these at, at all later or not. <clears throat> uh, the Star Wars Outlaws. I am a sucker for Star Wars. Uh, See, that's what I thought your game in a game in a <laughs> night would have been. Well, you know, it's not. You're, you're not a Jedi. I really like being a Jedi. Uh, well, we don't know that you're a Jedi. There'll probably be Jedi in there somewhere, right? That's got to happen. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Outlaws looks good to me. Uh, Star Wars to me, I didn't really grow up with comic books. So for me, it was Star Wars movies and Star Wars action figures. That was kind of my jam. So I, the Star Wars stuff really speaks to me. I really like that. Um, something that they only showed for a few minutes, and I actually caught like half of the, the sizzle for it, was a game called Go Mecha Ball. Did you see this? I did not. Okay, nope. so you're kind of rolling around like a pill bug. Um, like okay. a mechanized pill bug. Oh, on these levels, you're bouncing yeah. off of things. You're jumping. You're shooting. They're shooting at you. Looks like crazy frenetic, kind of like a pinball. Mixed oh, with wait, like, I did see this. Yes, yeah, yes. mixed with like a top-down mm-hmm. shooter. It looks so fun. Um, so I'm really excited. Yeah, this is for, really from interesting. From any standpoint, I'm really excited to play that. I, I can't wait to see more about that. It, it looks like that one's just going to be a ton of uh, actiony fun, uh, and I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. th- those are the big guys. Um, the South of Midnight. I really want to know more about that that trailer was really cool um that could be very cool but we just don't know anything and that's one of the things that bugs me about uh, like the sony stuff they'll show those trailers and you won't see any actual gameplay it bugged me not to see any gameplay at all uh even even fable which we know is you know who knows that, that could be two years out so it looked like there was a little bit of gameplay in that and it looks really good so let me stop you there real real quick um Every, I don't know if you actually saw this announcement or not, but every single game there was either in-game footage or actual gameplay. Nothing was CGI. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> there was, or there was some stuff that was CGI, yeah. but like it wasn't like heavy. CGI, there was no gameplay say. for South of Midnight. That might have all been in-game captured. Like that's actually part of the game. Uh, but like, there's no, there was no action there. There was no game shown there. Um, I, and it's, I can't imagine that was in a game because it didn't look like it. <laughs> it might have been like a cutscene or something. Maybe, maybe. Um, pretty long one, but uh, I'm very interested. Or maybe they stitched a couple together or something. I don't know. That mm-hmm. looks really cool. I'd like to see more on that uh, You know, in the coming year or two <laughs> before we actually see it. Uh, I don't know if we're going to talk yeah. about the, the showcase later or if we want to talk about. I mean, obviously, we don't want to talk about the showcase right now, but maybe after everybody's gone, we can talk about some stuff. But, but yeah, for me, uh, for me, Fable probably my most anticipated game. That looks really good. I'm really excited for it. I want to learn more about Star Wars. I'm excited about that. And this uh, this Go Mecha Ball uh, on the indie side of stuff that they showed was really pretty cool. So that Fable trailer, it's there's actually a couple of people online that are. Um, indirectly giving playground games the highest of praise right now because they are t- they are really upset that we didn't get to see any gameplay or anything in any game footage from fable they thought that entire trailer that we saw was cgi 
but come to find out it's like it's not cgi like that's what the game is going to look like so it's like indirectly they're like just completely giving playground this huge compliment because the game looks that (laughs) good yeah it looks amazing that they thought it was cgi it looks amazing i cannot believe that i mean obviously you know the forza motorsports and any car game something like that is going to look gorgeous but fable man it looks so good are you out of your mind guys this is just one giant cutscene. in this trailer there's nothing that tells you what the game is going to be like what are you talking about fable there's this dude talking there's chicks running around in the bar are you just watching it now or did you actually watch i watched it before i i watched it okay and i just don't see what this trailer would do to make anyone hyped about it without seeing some real gameplay this is not gameplay have you this is in-game footage it's not that's fine gameplay it is in-game footage it takes more than a pretty uh cutscene to win me over I want to see some gameplay. I want to know what my choices are going to mean in a Fable game. That's what Fable's about. All these games should have pretty graphics. Have you played Fable? I played Fable 2. The co-op one, of course. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I just don't understand what the hype is on this particular trailer. That's what I'm saying. Well, first off, you can just look at it and see that how gorgeous Absolutely. it looks. But also, it gives are. you an idea of the settings and the tone of what the game is going to be with the whole like Jack and a Beanstalk type thing. Well, Fuck made a good you point. Know? He said, you know, the Fable is actually pulling in Fables. So, like, yeah, okay, so mm-hmm. Jack and the Beanstalk, um, they kind of gave that one away, but maybe there are others. You know, maybe they can pull in other fables oh, that are more so common. Aesop's like, fables. Be, yes. So maybe that'll be kind of more of where it goes. But for me, it's the, you know, it's the comedy is on point. Uh, it looks amazing. Uh, I just, I'm feeling really good about this one. And then to add yes. insult to injury, do you remember what happens at the end of the trailer? I'll tell you. She's eating a She's sandwich. She's eating a sandwich and then she throws it away. Uh, how I can't recommend it, this game. I'm sorry. The sandwiches are bad. Oh, well, if you like sandwiches, did you watch the Starfield Direct? Uh, was it more than five minutes? Yeah, that's what I figured. Well, there <laughs> is a woman in the Starfield Direct who literally has an entire uh, part of her ship devoted to collecting sandwiches, and she literally had like 75 in there. All right, so up. when are we starting it? We are starting it never. <laughs> oh, it is a single player game. All right, I'm out. For that reason, I'm out. All right, we can go over the showcase more in broad and talk about anything else. But let me continue. Let's get some more patron responses in. Okay. Uh I'm going to start reading some off. First one comes from Vulgar Latin. He's going to. He says. I'm going to say Starfield. The concept intrigues me. I know of cornfields and baseball fields, but a field made of whole stars. Crazy. What's Starfield? So, well, I'll I'll come back to that in a Ah. second. Uh, Next one is from Hawkeye. He says, I thought overall it was a good show. I'm most excited for some of the new games shown like South of Midnight, Clockwork Revolution, and Dungeons of Hinterberg. I don't even, there were so many shows, and I don't even recommend, I don't even remember that one. 
I wish they would have shown different footage of Hellblade 2 Senua talking to herself in a cave was not doing it for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that doesn't really settle any concerns that, like, there wasn't much action, you know, in Senua or in Hellblade 1, the first one. <laughs> like, them having conversations in the second one, although it looks really good, doesn't delay oh any God. fears that, that they haven't figured out the whole combat and action side of it. Yeah. Hellblade, I think, is one where they needed to do a more deeper dive into showing the gameplay, but maybe it's just not quite ready to be shown off. But either way, like, besides Forza, that might have been the most stunning graphically <laughs> uh, trailer that we got. That was unbelievable how good that game looks. Because, once again, in-game footage. Uh, Chewy, he says, I'm glad they showed something of Fable. The series humor was there and it looked great, assuming it was it was in game as it claimed. So it seemed promising. We'll need more actual gameplay to get properly hyped for it. And then he goes on to say complete lack of perfect dark from the initiative or Indiana Jones from Machine Games slash Bethesda was a disappointment. So I thought about that after I read this before um, while I was getting ready for the show. I'd be willing to bet that they, that they wanted to hold off on Perfect Dark and especially Indiana Jones for maybe when there's more eyes on that at a bigger moment, not just Xbox fans. Something like the Game Awards, where instead where the Xbox showcase, you know, it's probably just Xbox players are watching it. Whereas the Game Awards, you're going to have PC, you're going to have Nintendo, you're going to have PlayStation, you're going to have everything, everybody uh, watching it. That's a really good good time to drop something like Indiana Jones to get everybody on board to say, "Hey, this is why you want an Xbox. This is going to be the this is going to be the big IP that you want to come get Game Pass to play." Ah, that's my that's my thought. I'd be willing to bet that they show something of that at the Game Awards. I mean, maybe. Come December. <laughs> I'm a little worried. Just uh, I think it's probably more that they just don't have a, a lot of good stuff to show for it yet. Like, they're, they're still in the early. That's it. And maybe later, you know, a couple months, they'll show us something. But, like, right now, just uh, whatever they had to show probably wasn't uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Mental Knight chimes in and says, Chewie's right. Fable would be my number one excited to play. I was disappointed at no gameplay and a little skeptical on how their Forza experience is going to translate, but damn did it hook me. Avowed and Clockwork seem to have awesome and well-built well -built worlds, but I won't play them. If I had to pick two more to play, probably Midnight and the Capcom uh, Onimushi thing, <laughs> wouldn't mind <laughs> watching a playthrough of the Monkey Island stuff. I know. I get what y'all were saying earlier. Best Spencer t-shirt and worst one more thing ever. Ever. Damn. So, for the things that I'm really excited about, obviously Fable, I've talked about that. And then, obviously, Starfield. I am, I have been very excited for that. I'm a, Everyone knows I'm a huge Elder Scrolls fan. I love Bethesda games. Skyrim in space, yes, please. From what we've seen so far, I'm like, yeah, I bet Starfield will be good. Uh, but uh, and 
I was tentatively hyped for that game. After watching that direct, I I I am so hyped. Oh my god. That even though it's a single player game, that looks like it can be a forever game. Something that is going to be a game where people could spend years in. If they fully bring that game out and it's as big and they do it as well as that direct showed, oh my god, this game is going to be massive. If it's not like your Bethesda game where it's just riddled with bugs, it's polished and whatnot, that looks like an 11 out of 10 game. That looks like it is. it will be one of the biggest RPGs of all time. I am I am beyond excited for that. It it looks incredible. I I have to say it, it showed so much better this time. Uh, it really did. Last time, the last time there were like three colors in the whole <laughs> set of videos. <laughs> yes. that they showed, there were three colors. Maybe okay. Maybe there are four colors. Um, and, and this maybe one, four. this one, they showed a lot more variety, a lot more uh, biodiversity, even, and the combat looked fun. Uh, yes. I, I was not really excited for Starfield, uh, and, and they uh, they just kind of brought it. Uh, not even with the direct. I, I mean, I watched the direct kind of passively, but the uh, the trip. Oh man, I was tuned in. The bit that they showed uh, that wasn't the direct was enough to get me interested to say, okay, yeah, I am. I'm went from not being interested, not going to download it, not going to try it, none of that. To yeah, I think I'm I'm going to download. I'm going to reserve space on my console to play this uh, and check it out. So uh, I'm actually kind of interested in it now, uh, which is that's a big shift. I know it doesn't sound like a, a whole lot of praise. That's a huge shift for me on on Starfield. <laughs> so I'm I'm ex- I'm interested and uh, excited. I yeah yeah yeah. I'm so hyped. Oh my god, I'm so hyped. I told Brooke, assuming I can get off, I just I want to take an entire day and just play that game. That's I'm going to take off of work. I just want to play the game more likely than not. I will wind up. I will wind up streaming it. I'm so excited for that game. It looks absolutely incredible. The what it looks like a playground. It looks like a playground in space. It is absolutely incredible. Just all the systems that they've worked out where you can go through due to dog fighting in space. But if you don't want to fight them, then you can pirate them. You can trade with them. The ship customization looks awesome. I That's like one of those things where you can see that um, a developer wants to add this and add how in-depth it gets because like, it's not just cosmetic. Every time you add on something, it actually is a new feature of the ship. It's more rooms, more storage, more something. And it's crazy that like, they were actually able to do that, put all the work into that. And it's really going to be sad that all that's going to happen is everyone's just going to fly around a giant uh, penis everywhere. Like that's going to be the number one ship is just male gen- genitalia the entire time. Everyone is going to be making that. I mean, yeah, Breath of the Wild or whatever it's called, the new uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> could, yes, exactly. Yeah. But if you could ride in that, that would be. I mean, that's that's a lot more people are going to be interested in that. There's going to be a lot of Jeff Bezos, Bezos's ships everywhere. <laughs> and then the other game, I am so intrigued on that I really, really want to play. And I, Nate 
specifically you, I want to talk to you about this because I thought for sure you were going to mention this and you're going to be hyped for it. But L, I also know you will be. Mm-hmm. 33 Immortals. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Really? I, I'm, I, yeah. That was going to be like my number one. Art we'll style. Get to me. Yeah. I like the art style oh, of that. Oh, boy. It, I mean, I like Sundered. Don't get me wrong. I really liked Sundered. I liked things about Sundered, I should say. Um, but overall, it was kind of annoying uh, with the things they made really? you do. And this reminds me of Sundered. Uh, and I know it's a completely different game type, but I just I need to see it in action uh, to get rid of that uh, kind of negative vibe to it. It does look great. The, the art style looks great. And the things I've heard, you know, it's, uh, you know, <clears throat> with the combat and, and all that stuff, uh, it sounds, you know, what they, they were calling it. Um, what were they liking it to? One of those, uh, <sighs> one of those roguelites uh, more recently. Can't remember which one. Uh, um. Uh, Hades, Hades. Dead Cells. Yeah, I think, I think he, I heard a lot of people <laughs> liking it to, to Hades. Uh, and if yeah. that's what it ends up being like, that's awesome. That's what I thought of. But it, it, I'm getting a lot of the sundered. Uh, 33 player co-op. But we'll see. But yeah, okay, that doesn't do it for me. 33 player co-op. Really? That oh. is a selling point is a negative to me. <laughs> really? That's a negative to me. Uh, I, you know, two, we, it's, five, one. Perfect, but thirty-three. But we could get know. the whole community in one game. See if they like could do battle. Ma- That's exactly if, what I if thought. If they of. do matchmaking, as soon as I saw that, I went, "Dude, if we can have one giant party and we can make our own party, yeah. I want so badly a night where us and all the patrons get together and play." Remember when they announced I Battlefield? What that's so bad. When they announced Battlefield, and they're like, "Oh, and you can have like a hundred v one hundred combat." And I'm like, that sounds horrible because <laughs> it just sounds horrible. It sounds, that's not what I want. That is not what I want. So this 33 number, I'm not liking it, but I like the art style. I like Hades, <laughs> like that game type. I'm, I'm so intrigued. I would like to check it out, but uh, I, I'm not thinking that this is a sure thing for me. Mm, I would have lost a lot of money on that. I thought for I mean, sure you're, no, it was going to be up your alley. Nate's, I knew what you, L, you Nate's like. got, you know, his three people that he can deal with talking to, and that's about it. <laughs> 32 other people? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I'm all about the chaos. I love the big parties. You know, I play Halo. I go custom games, big team battles. I, lo- I love that kind of stuff. So 33 people in a Hades-esque roguelike game? Yeah, come on. Bring it. Let, let's go. I'm so excited for it. I'm so intrigued. I mean, I'm excited to be carried by 32 other people. So we know <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> no, say No, but this this, this game looks fun. I'm very interested in that. Um, it's got a good I've art been talking style for a while. Ugh. It just looks fun, Nate. It does. It does. Of course, look fun. it's going to have good art style. It's got uh, uh, yeah, not just Sundered, right? They did uh, Spirit Fair. Yeah, that that's, looks great. Yes. I wouldn't yeah. want a 33 yes. player spirit fair, I'll tell you that. Oh, come on. But it's a 33 player Hades. <laughs> oh, now you're making how good Hades you're making me want Hades co-op. co-op. I know. Oh. Hades 2. Come on, Super Giant. Add it, please. Oh. All right. I've been talking for a while. L, why don't you go ahead and read some responses and tell us what you liked? Okie dokie, smoky, silly okie dokie. All right, we got 
Chesno, who said uh, he didn't pay too much attention, but he saw a four-player Sonic game um, that the trailer only says Switch, but their website says Xbox. Other than that, I, I guess I'll listen to the show to see what I missed. All right, well, we'll be happy to tell you what you missed. Wild West says Fable. I like the Fable spot, but I would have liked yes. to see in-game combat. Uh, Clockwork looks good, but I agree that it looks like a Bioshock clone. All right, we haven't we haven't delved into this this hot topic. Um, what was the actual name of that game? Clockwork Revolution. Yeah, Clockwork Orange. Re- I'm intrigued. Revolution. Um, I was thinking we'd get to that after. I thought I thought okay. All right, all right, we'll wait. It down. All right, we'll wait. Uh, he said the fact that it looks like a Bioshock clone isn't that bad. Uh, he's disappointed that nothing was shown about Perfect Dark. Wait, they're doing that again. Mm. I was also sad that Game Pass drops didn't happen. Oh, uh, you mean like a sh- like a shadow drop, or like a- yeah, yeah, that'd have been cool. Another high that would have been cool. Yeah, high on life. See, now that's where the one more thing should have came in. One more thing, bang! Something drops. We get we get to play. One more thing. Play Perfect Dark right now. Carpe Adams seventy nine says. Overall, I think they showed off some good looking games. But I was disappointed there wasn't more slated for release this year. Hellblade being 2024 is a bummer, especially from a fantasy critic 2023 standpoint. (laughs) 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 I guess he drafted that game. Uh, Starfield looks amazing, but it may be far too involved for me to get uh, really get into at this point in my life. Oh, man. Preaching to the choir there, buddy. Stick with Rocket League. Yep. It's a little less intimidating. (laughs) I'm literally only going to be playing Starfield when it comes out for about six months. Uh, Star Wars Outlaws was a highlight, and I need to find time to watch the Ubi presentation to get more info. All in all, it was a good show with a lot to look forward to, especially if you are a Game Pass subscriber. Uh, Very true. I agree that Star Wars looked really cool. But again, it's just like pretty, pretty pictures and shooting and... Put a little more meat on the bone to see what what it's all about. Because at first I was like, "Wait, is this going to be, uh, you know, like the old school N sixty four flying games like Road Squadron and all that?" But then, no, it's, it's supposed to be oh. open world game. So I don't know. Well, did you watch mm. the Ubisoft uh, direct? I did not. They showed like eleven minutes of gameplay like oh. straight. Yeah, from like sitting at a table with somebody to. Escaping from uh, actually, no, I think they were they're ripping somebody off. They escaped that area. They then went to get a drop off to drop off the thing they stole. They then had to leave the planet, and it was seamless. Really, so like flying, yeah, flying from the surface of the that planet cool. through atmosphere to get out out oh. outer space, and then have outer space combat, uh, and then to you know jump to light speed. Um, <clears throat> it's very really? cool. very very was, cool. Uh, Eleven or twelve minutes was Pizza the Hut in it. Uh, actually, I think they did mention the Hutties, but, oh, uh, really? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, I missed the Ubisoft Direct. I'll have to go back and watch that. Here, I was thinking I didn't really miss anything. And they show off Outlaws, of course. Well, yeah, that and then the, the new Prince of Persia that looks like a really cool, possibly a Vayner, but definitely 2D action combat. That looks really cool. So, sorry. Go ahead, Al. No. I like when you get excited, Nate. Um, 
G3 G3 Option Fan says, a rumor went around last year that a new Banjo-Kazooie was coming out. That was obviously a fake rumor, but part of me hoped it would be true this year. Oh, well. I realized I don't really play new games, but will wait to play them a few years later when they are on steep discount. Uh, so while I find most of the gaming news interesting, I'm unlikely to play most non-Game Pass games anytime soon. And it's hard to get too excited for something that has a generic 2024 release date. The exception to that, of course, is Game Pass games that are coming this year. I will definitely be playing Starfield and at least start Forza Motorsport before inevitably getting bored of the grind. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as far as all that goes, I agree with everything you said, except for the uh, caring about Banjo-Kazooie part. That's uh, was a bad Mario clone 20 years ago, and Ugh. no one needs to hear, see that game now. So <laughs> don't get mad, Kenny. Um, no, but I'm not mad. Oh, right. Nuts and Bolts was the best. <laughs> bad joke. Uh, You're making everybody else bad. No, I would never know. <laughs> no, any, you know, there's a lot of hate when when uh, games are remade as opposed to IPs, but but there's a reason that uh, that they do it because people notice. Yeah. So a lot of these games are either sequels or or games that are are being rebooted. You see a lot of that these days. Yeah, but there's also lots of new IPs. Starfield, uh, Clock Revolution. Stanfield, that's it. There there were a significant number of new IPs uh across the yeah. board. Avowed. Yeah. Uh well, I mean, even Avowed, we knew about that ahead of time, but there were I mean there were other things oh. uh brought up. So like Fort <clears throat> like the Persona stuff. And Fable. The Persona not for me, Persona, not oh. for me. But that, that was uh, South of Midnight, new. Uh, okay, 33 okay. Mortals, brand new. You know. Um, all right, I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah, now. there's there's stuff. Yeah, it's not all just fines or something. Fine. Remasters. My point was I see why they do it, because they, they usually sell well. Now, I completely agree about it's hard to be excited for non-Game Pass 2024 release, depending on what it is, of course, but... We already have so much to play, and as soon as this podcast drops, we're going to ha- already have had new uh, Game Pass news. Of, uh, More than likely, yeah. Either yeah. stuff to play or st- or stuff leaving, and we're going to be focusing on those games, so this is what we do. As far as what I uh, found interesting, so you definitely, um, definitely 33 Immortals. Um, You're there's not a couple- interested... In the, you're not interested in the uh, Monkey Island Sea of Thieves? I know you love Monkey I, Island. I mean, I'm not going to start Sea of, it's sea of Thieves. I'm not so. starting Sea of Thieves. I've tried so many times to get him to start the Sea of Thieves. I really want our Thursday night group and to do that. It seems like a game we would have to play every night to make any kind of headway on. It just seems like that type of game. What is it, 5,000 hours to, to complete? Not anymore. Oh, because you can't complete it. They re- they reduce Pirate Legend. <laughs> it's like three thousand something like that. Yeah, no thanks. Now there is a game here that I would try to convince you guys to play. That I don't think you've mentioned yet, and that's uh, Payday Three. Now Payday Two, I I pl- will totally play this. Okay, so Payday Two, I played with Michelle and a couple other people, but 
the interface was awful. Like you, you went into this menu and you got like a random level. You didn't know what you were going to get. And then I found the game really difficult also. So, you know, there's some easy achievements to get. And then like, I don't know. It's just a very, very, very difficult game. So that was my big problem with it. And also having to, uh, you know, sit there and put the uh, the lock on the doors and wait for them to open and stuff like that. But I love the premise. I love playing as the bad guys. And the fact that yes. that's coming to Game Pass is awesome. Because I don't believe so, 2 was ever on Game Pass. I think it was. Isn't it on Game Pass now? Um, I mean, I've, probably. I've played it. Oh. So I okay. somehow okay. we have it. I've only played the 360 version. But I think they came out with the... the um, well, anyway... Yeah, Payday 2 is on Game Pass right now. Oh, I knew that. Okay, I I thought it was. Okay, so I stand corrected. See, I would love to play Payday 2. I've always been intrigued by it. I've never actually played it Mm -hmm. because I didn't, one, have a group to play it. And also, I've heard so many people say that it's very meh, so I've never brought it up to try to get people to to play it because I've just heard so much... um, Negative things about it. I played it for a Game Pass Quest. The Payday Three, it looks cool. <laughs> I played it is for a Game Pass Quest, so just by myself. Actually, <laughs> but, uh, if there was a group that was into that, maybe I'd check it out. But it's uh, probably a solo. It was yeah, not great. Probably yeah. That, I can't imagine that's a good solo. It's game. probably cooler in theory than it is actual. It's definitely no. it's definitely fun to play the early levels in four players and get it done. The trailer looked cool. I mean, it looked like good combat. Yeah, three, yeah. Three, three looks good. Yeah. I will say that my, <laughs> my daughter was watching, so I, I, you know, I was trying to distract her because uh, there was a lot of shooting, <laughs> a lot of death in that. Uh, but uh, it did yeah. look like it was good combat. So I also love the mask that they have because it reminds me of the Dark Knight. Oh, reminds me of Army of Two. Dark Knight, huh? Yeah, bank robbers with like, the clown, the clownish. Okay, I, I, I get it. Every time I see it, I, I think of that opening scene in the dark. All right, night. I thought you were talking about Bane. I'm like, what? Kind of reminds me of yeah, um, that's a dark night. Money Rise. heist. Oh. Money heist on Netflix is what it reminds <laughs> me of. But that's oh, Money Train. Good movie. Money heist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's a, pretty sure that's a different uh, movie. But uh, uh, there was another interesting game. Um, Jacent or Jacent by the yes. uh, yes. Life is Strange dev. So mm-hmm. my son and I have been playing um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And there's a lot of climbing in that uh, game. This. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, well, we, we'll talk more <laughs> about that later. But um, there's a lot of climbing in that game. I guess akin to Assassin's Creed. You climb the tower. You climb up. And you have a stamina bar. This game... I've never seen a game dedicated to climbing like this before. If there's anything... Yeah, the climbing is the game, not a mechanic. Right. So at first you're watching the trailer, like, oh, you're like, all right, he's climbing. And then you see, like, he's got ropes, he's, he's got ladders, and it just gets ridiculous. So this game looks like it'll be super fun or super infuriating if you miss a fall. This one I'm going to have to keep an eye on. I'm happy for you guys. <laughs> yeah, from the second I saw this... Uh, turned from, it, oh turned yeah, it this is a main game. Turned it off. Seconds in, I oh. was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "Oh my gosh!" This looks like fun. This looks like something I'm gonna check out for sure. Uh, I was I was expecting there to be did you change your mind? A little bit of combat. 
But it looks like there's no combat. Oh. It looks like it's all exploration and puzzles, mm-hmm. and climbing, and uh, I'm there for it. I'm okay. I'm Good excited night. about this one. Good. Yeah, I knew you were going to bring this up, Nate. This is a Nate game. You have a type. This is your I type. Mean, the second it hits Game Pass, right? Uh, this is it's Game Pass. Game Pass. Game, I think. Yeah, the second it hits Game Pass, I'm boom. I'm on it. So I will be reviewing this. I mean, that's every uh, game. in the fall. But pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And um, for me, that's pretty much it. All the big games have pretty much been mentioned already. And there's plenty of stuff for people. Like you said, Persona, Overwatch 2, Elder Scrolls, those, those add-ons, new add-ons for those type of games. Mm-hmm. So, so we read all the patron responses that we got. And if we want to just kind of talk in general about the showcase, if there's anything else you guys want to mention or whatever, by all means, we can. But I would like to just start off and say, I agree with Corey. This is definitely probably their best showing possibly ever, at least in, at least I can remember. It was funny because in Discord, I first said it was kind of eh. But then like the more that I thought about it, I went, no, this was actually a really freaking good showcase. There was so much that was shown, so many new IPs. The pacing was good where it was just game, 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 game. Everything looked good. Starfield was amazing. The variety. Yeah. The variety. The variety. It wasn't all like in in spaceship derelict, you know, zombie shooters like like that last one we saw. (laughs) Like there's a lot of that going on. Oh, Uh, yeah. But this one. This one, a lot of variety. You got, you got everything. You got exploration. Something for everyone. Yeah, you've got driving. You've got RPGs. You've got city building. You've got, you know, climbing games. Um, th- there's a lot. JRPGs. A lot of variety. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of JRPGs. Um, <clears throat> there were hardware announcements. Um, not that. Oh yeah. They were interesting yeah. to me. But uh, you know, the carbon black Xbox Series S. Is now one good. terabyte. So rather than being a white 500 uh, gigabytes, it's now a, a black one terabyte. Um, that's kind of cool. I mean, uh, for 349. I'm not going to pick one up, but uh, that's, I guess that's cool. Uh, if you want that, <laughs> it's a nice form factor for traveling. And now that it's got one terabyte yeah. of storage, that's not bad. I'll tell you what, that, ser- that the black Series S. Looks so you good. You could fit two forts. I don't like games. white accessories. You could fit two forts of games on there now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> They're almost, I don't uh, like white accessories. I don't like white consoles. It should be five terabytes. So this this one terabyte one. Oh yeah. This this looks so much better. I would be so much more interested in getting this than the five hundred gigabyte one. Speaking of white accessories, what do you think of that Starfield controller? Could not care less. <laughs> really? I saw people, people I, got theirs already. When I say I don't like white accessories, yeah. I mean I don't like white accessories. As soon as I saw it, it's mm-hmm. like, man, I wish it was like any other color. Yep. Just about any other color. If it had been I, an Elite, I would have gotten that for sure. It is just so cool looking. Uh, even though it's white, like I would have gotten that if it had been Elite. But not Elite was a deal breaker. I was able to ignore it <laughs> and just walk away. I will say, I love the D-pad being that gold 
That looks great. I love all the decals on it. I think it's a nice looking controller outside of it being white. The decals if it w- are apparently like game specific too. Like they are the thing they tell you how to fly the ship. Like that's the throttle. That's the whatever. I didn't even read. Yeah. The so t- take a closer look at it. That's so yeah, cool. That's the controls for the game. So that's, that's so that's cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> I still don't want it, but that's so cool. <laughs> I'm looking at the trailer now. Oh yeah, looky there. Okay, yeah, that's actually a really cool, uh, really cool add-on for the decals. I like that. And then they got the uh, Xbox headset, also is Starfield. Um, who was? I think it was Wild West has already pre-ordered the controller and headset. He's all in on Starfield. So, was it was it Wild West that did that and the like two or three hundred dollar edition? Yes, and the three hundred dollar consolation oh edition. Oh my gosh. He is. He's all, all in. He's in. all in. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I tried to pre-order the Constellation bundle, but I kept having an error, so I didn't get to it. The Constellation bundle. Oh my gosh! It's three hundred dollars, but you get the watch, and it sends notifications from the game to the watch. That's so cool. That's kind of cool. Oh my god. That's so cool. Oh, that's three hundred dollars. Cool. That's pretty cool. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for him. <laughs> but man, yeah, no. Uh, I couldn't justify that. I'm not going to lie. I got caught up in the hype and I wanted to pre-order it. Now, looking back, I'm kind of glad that I couldn't get the pre-order through. Because I know for a fact, like, I'm never going to wear this stupid thing. Because it's a $300 watch. I don't, want it, I don't want it to get broken or anything. But, man, is it cool. That's such a good idea. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about from any of the showcases? Uh, let's see. Or even just your general opinion of the showcase. We sort of touched on it. And I want to give everyone a chance to bash it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me look it up again. What was that called specifically? Well, number one, avowed, not really for me. Kenny, are you interested in avowed? Oh, yeah. How, how did I not mention this? Oh, my God. Yes. Am I interested in avowed? Yeah, it looks like Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what t- turns mm-hmm. me off. It looks like Skyrim. I was in. I've always been intrigued since it's been announced. But we're looking at this trailer. Oh yeah, I cannot wait. But you're never gonna get I'm to f- it if Starfield comes <laughs> out first. I know, <laughs> I know that's the problem. Like, you'll never get to it if Starfield comes out first. That's I know <clears throat> it's so bad. There's too many ginormous RPGs coming. <laughs> Okay, so be, so before cool. we get to the one to bash on, uh, Towerborn, um, coming to Game Pass, uh, <clears throat> this was the Banner Saga developer. Banner Saga, not really a game I was that terribly interested in. It was more of a kind of a tactics kind of uh, battlefield where you have like squares, you move from square to square and attack certain distances. Not really my thing, but they have this thing called Towerborn uh, that looks uh, more yes. like, uh, kind of like... Um, uh, a beat em up, <clears throat> but they call it an RPG. It's a beat em up RPG. Uh, looks interesting. I'm 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 keeping an eye on that. But then the one we kind of touched on and we said we'd circle back to L was Clockwork Revolution. Uh, okay. Uh, the big stink about this one is because it wasn't by Bioshock Infinite Two developer. <laughs> it was uh it was by In Exile. Um and but it apparently uh and you know since I didn't play it a whole lot I'll let someone else talk about it uh kind of stole from Bioshock Infinite, like, you know, scene by scene, uh, even. 
like very close. Uh, so you guys have anything to say about <laughs> hey, that? Hey man, can I copy our homework? Mm-hmm. Sure, just change a little so it doesn't look like you cheated. I mean, it looked good, but uh, I mean, I yeah, it looks cool. Not every game is going to be the most original game, so sometimes this is true. Sometimes, yeah, you can pay homage and borrow some things, and it's okay. I mean, considering I never and if really you got a that, copy of game, yeah, it's a good oh, yeah. game to copy. I didn't really get into Bioshock. I mean, we tried, but it just didn't didn't do it mm. for me. But uh, this one not being a part of a trilogy, you know, maybe that'll do it. I don't know. Hmm. I'll be honest. The steampunk doesn't really do it to me. Does doesn't really do it for me. I know a lot of people like this setting. It's okay. It's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. This is something I'll probably like want to watch someone else play just so I can kind of just see it because it looks cool enough. But I don't think I will actually try this game unless there's another uh, trailer that gets me hyped for it. But I'm sure that's I don't know at some point. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, because this one just has a TBD. It doesn't even have a now, uh, a year attached to it. Uh, and then after that, uh, the next day, the following day, I think it was the following day, or uh, they did the extended showcase uh, where they kind of went into some other things. Uh, just highlights from that. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty uh, DLC. That looked kind of interesting. Um, liberty, I've liberty, been told liberty. They, I've been told they fixed a lot of things with Cyberpunk. And it's all going into that. So that, that may be, you know, for some people. Uh, and then I think just made me giggle. Uh, the High on Life DLC is called High on Knife. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see that too. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> that's that's pretty that's so good. Pretty funny for them. Um, let's see. What else do they mention? Oh, yeah. Hi-Fi Rush, which was the shatter drop from the last thing, uh, is getting a new arcade challenge update in July. That's pretty cool. That cool. Um Capcom is phasmophobia. Oh yeah, phasmophobia. I know some people are interested in that. I don't know anything about that. If if you want to take two seconds, I I honestly I don't know too much about the game. I just see different videos of streamers playing it on like TikTok and whatnot, mm. and their reactions are hilarious. And it's a game that I might if it's if it comes to Game Pass, I'll try streaming it. Maybe I can get Brooke to play with me, and I just won't tell her what it is because she'll <laughs> scream and it'll be great. Uh, so at Capcom with Exo Primal, pretty sure that's uh, yes, Game Pass. That looks like that could be something that we could get people together and knock out. I'm so excited for this! Oh boy, okay, interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, that looks cool. The, I forgot about this game. The extended also had the Go Mecha Ball, uh, so check that out. You know, that looks like a lot of fun, you know, single player, just fun action y. Um, round eight, uh, they showed off some gameplay for Lies of P, so this is the Pinocchio. <laughs> Uh, roguelite. Uh, I completely forgot <clears throat> that existed. I'm sorry, not roguelite. Souls like. This is a Souls like based on Pinocchio, and that actually looks kind of interesting. I'm, um, I might check that out, which is weird for me. Um, that's such an interesting concept. Yep. For me, those were the highlights on the the extended day. I don't think there's a whole lot more there. Um, let me double check. Yeah, I think that would probably do it. The very last thing they talked about were some things, some ID and Xbox announcements coming to Game Pass. Um, Minigo's Night Market is uh, 
Let's see, there's the adventure game Little Kitty Big City, inspired uh, Minico's what a Night name. Market. I don't know. If, I don't know which that is. If it's Minico's Night Market or Little Kitty Big City, uh, it does look kind of interesting. Uh, there's the turn-based RPG Sea of Stars. So this is kind of like a classic Nintendo uh, RPG. So you might be interested in that. L. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The action game Neon White. Uh, did you Did you see Sea of Stars? Oh, I've been following that one on. Uh, oh, cool. On their Discord. Cool, 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 cool. It's yeah, been yeah. delayed so a couple coming. times, though. Um, I actually, yeah, I picked that in my Fantasy Critic last year, and it didn't release, and then Corey stole it this year. So we've been, that, that's why he likes to mention yep. it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Neon White was a game that was already out for PlayStation. Um, <clears throat> apparently, that's a really fun kind of, uh, uh, I guess, kind of like first-person run-gun shooter type thing. Kind of like... Um, uh, gosh, what is that game? I can't remember. Ah, can never remember the name of it. <clears throat> I'll remember it later. No, <laughs> no, it's first person running and gunning. Uh, first person running. Um, Doom. Infinity Runner. Not, nah, not. Nah, don't worry about it. Uh, Mirror's Edge. Later and I'll, <laughs> Mirror's just, Edge. I'll just shout it out. Got no, it. well, I kind of like Mirror's Edge, but not really. Okay. Um, super hot. There we go. Super hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout it out. But you can pick out the you get like cards and the cards uh, either are weapons or when you trade them in they can become abilities. So it's kind of like a, a push pull of what are you going to use? You can use it for the combat or you can use it for the ability to do like a double jump or a wall run. <clears throat> That's my understanding. I obviously don't know much about it. Uh, then there's Harold Halibut, the factory automation. Uh, looks kind of interesting. Um, actually, I'm mixing my metaphors. Uh, that's a narrative game. Harold Halibut looks like it's got a cool art style, which is something I like. The Wandering Village. Uh, this was kind of like a city building on the back of a huge animal. Not for me, but probably for uh, <clears throat> Kenny might be interested in that. I'm intrigued. Yeah. And then uh, the Souls-like game about a hermit crab uh, called oh, Another Crab's Treasure. <laughs> that looks really cool. I hope that that's fun. Um, I don't know what it is with me and Souls likes because I'm not great at them, uh, but just recently the the new Souls likes that are coming out, I'm kind of interested. So you're buying into them, yeah. So so those were all the announcements that they had for like far off Game Pass editions. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. All right, what was the thing that you wanted us to bash? Um, oh, that was the one. Um, it, it was the uh, whatever your opinion is. Oh, the Clockwork game. <laughs> the Clockwork game, yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be more than that. <laughs> no, no, I thought I thought L was had a lot of uh, angst. I just towards I that, saw the, in the gaming news channel a uh, little debate about it, so um, gotcha. got my attention. And uh, so not much of a bash. Oh my not gosh! For me. Just like looking over this list, there's so much that we didn't mention. We've talked about so much, and there's so many games that we didn't mention already. Mm. But, like we've just passively talked about forza we we didn't even mention um crap i just i just lost it still still wakes to deep did we re- oh, need another yeah. flight simulator game already though really i just skipped over that that was fine <laughs> yeah that was another one we didn't even mention oh i get to fly the dune ship that's cool i didn't fly the other ship you gave There's me gotta be a market um, for it right like i, I guess know. yeah some people with high-end pcs really dig that i think this one's different because like Flight Simulator 2020 was more of just the sim game where you just flying, crash into the person you hate's house. Whereas this one, it's Ooh. like, oh look, 
there's actually missions. You can do the helicopter rescue or hot hot air balloon tours. Yeah, it seems like it's like flight simulator, but with like actual objectives and actual things to do. I haven't played it, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that they'll find this interesting. We're not. That's not our stuff. No, though. that's not. Us. We're not. <laughs> All the Persona games. Yeah, and then, uh, like a dragon. Not totally us. not Persona metaphor. Like a dragon infinite yeah. wealth. Persona is not really for us for the most part, but uh, for the people that have been waiting for those Ooh. JRPGs, like that, it seems like that's the thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Atlas having a new, a brand new IP that's like Persona is pretty cool too. Yeah, and then like El said, the like a dragon. Uh, Miami Beach. Yeah, yeah. Which that trailer made me laugh. Yeah, my, my, mm-hmm. my daughter was. <laughs> that was watching a great that. trailer. My daughter was watching that. I was like, uh, hmm, this about? okay. <laughs> <laughs> she th- she's like, oh, I get it. It's funny. I was like, okay. Uh, and with the Ubisoft thing, um, you know, the Prince of Persia Lost Crowns, that cool thing, that cool uh, 2D actiony, maybe event Metroidvania, uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Maybe maybe that's a cool action game, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, you know the, uh, the Star Wars Outlaws, and the cool thing about the Ubisoft is that if you wait long enough, you can play them all in the span of like a month or two, and just pay for Ubisoft Plus. Like so, you don't have to right. buy these. You don't have to wait for them to come to Game Pass. You can wait till they're old enough, old and crusty, and on uh, U- Ubisoft Plus, and and play them for you know like whatever that is per month instead of buying them all. Mm-hmm. Which is something uh, I might 15. consider. Yeah. So many games. So many games are coming. Not enough time. Especially with how big some of these games are going to be. Um, well, before we continue, continue on with the show, is there anything else that, that you guys want to announce? Or announce? Anything else um, you guys want to talk about? Because I nope. feel like we've hit pretty much everything. At least all the good From stuff. From the showcases, anyway. yeah, I'm done. That's That's pretty good. There's just... Oh my gosh, there's just so many games. Yeah, I won't talk about all the games we're not getting because that'll just make me sad. Yeah. Like, I will say. Final Fantasy 16. Oh, I said it. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, just when you watch these showcases, it almost is. It's almost impossible not to have Game Pass at this point. Like, there's so mm-hmm. much on Game Pass and so much that's coming to Game Pass, then when you look at it, it's just like, yeah, why not have this? It's completely and totally worth the $15 a month. Like, it is it is a s- absolute steal at this point. And then, the one other thing, I just, real quick point I want to hit, a lot of these games said 2024. Now, obviously last year, we heard that every single game announced will be out in the next 12 months, blah, blah, blah. That was clearly, clearly a lie. But let's just say Xbox has finally got their crap together. They understand that we want to see things and then what we see we want to play. If this is true, and if all these games that they said that's coming out in 2024 comes out in 2024, oh, Xbox is going to have the greatest year ever in 2024. And not just Xbox, really. Gaming in general. 2024 is going to be stacked and is going to be loaded with all these games that are coming out, supposedly coming out next year. 
If it does come to pass, oh my goodness. We think we don't have time now to play. We're really not going to have time to, later on to play these games. Yeah, it's uh, it's so crazy. I mean, but before Xbox was kind of hamstringing themselves and and making them, you know, giving PlayStation the ability to show stuff that's like three and four years out and then Xbox only showing what's coming out in the next 12 months. Yeah, it doesn't really compare. You can't. It's not really a fair comparison. So expanding right. it out to like 2024, 2025, no date at all. <laughs> I guess that just kind of puts you on even playing field. And yeah, you don't have a you don't have a Spider-Man 2. You don't have a direct Spider-Man 2 uh, <clears throat> game to equalize that. But as far as the other breadth that you've got, the variety and the stuff that's coming out, I think they did a great job. Yeah. I do, too. I think they really, really nailed this one. Man, I just I really hope. That they under they have understood and figured out how to get games out in timely manner and how to get them out on a schedule. Because if they do, we have a major first party game coming every three months or so. And if that and if they can keep that going. It's going to be really good to be a game, an Xbox gamer. This is what we needed. I'm really hoping that Redfall was the last red flag was the last bummer. And, Red, and from now on here on out, it's just, there's a lot, it'll of, just be clear skies. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, stuff on Redfall too. If you, if you look uh, around um, <clears throat> kind of a lot of write-ups on that, on, you know, what kind of, what could have gone wrong, why that might've gone wrong. You know, Xbox wasn't really involved. They kind of were hands off. Yeah. You know, things already pretty far along uh, and the whole management of it was just not great from, from the stories. I think it was, I don't think it was, maybe it was Forbes. Maybe Forbes did a write-up. Somebody, somebody like a Forbes did a write-up on it. Yeah, it was. Uh, and yeah, it was just like, <clears throat> there were a lot of management changes and decision shifts and things and a lot of turnover. And that's just, that wasn't going to be great. Uh, but they did just put out a large update. So it's better than it was. Uh, and who knows, maybe six months from now, it'll be an okay game. It'll be a seven out of 10. Um, who knows? But yeah, the idea, the hope is, Microsoft gets on, you know, behind everything with all these acquisitions they made in the past couple of years. That stuff is going to finally pay off in 2024, 2025. And we're going to get, yep. you know, some, as you know, Volker would say, some real bangers. And they got some real bangers coming. Nothing mid. Yes, nothing mid. <laughs> all right. I think we've talked about the showcase enough. Uh, let's go ahead and continue on. Let's get into the game showcase. So I've been playing a game. I, I don't think we've actually have talked about this at all. Mm-hmm. I've been playing Metal Health Singer for the Xbox One. The uh, Xbox One version's on Game Pass too. So here's my excuse to talk about this game again. No, I'm just, I, I'm mostly kidding. I'm not actually going to talk about it. I just I just mentioned it. I do want to point out one thing that there was an update and maybe just maybe I can get more people to play this game by saying this. They released a song. They released some DLC and it comes with a bunch of hits, but like actual like normie top 40 type hits, not just more metal stuff. Really? And yes, there's like here. Let me real quick. Let me just read off the list of what, of what, the new songs are that in there you can play. 
Feel Good Inc. from the Gorillas, Uprising uh, from Muse. What? Uh, the, yes. Depache Mode. It, <laughs> oh, I, my it, God. I have oh my God. never heard oh. of it. I don't even know what it is. Uh, Personal Jesus. Oh, you know that song? Probably not. Oh. Um, Icona Pop. Wait, wait, wait. I love it. You weren't joking? <laughs> you know, I mean. I don't know who. I don't know it. it. I mean, uh, if I heard it, maybe I know you've, it. You've never heard Off of Depeche Mode? Depeche Mode? Is that actually That's it? actually Depeche Mode. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Literally learn. the first time I've heard that. Okay. Um, Marilyn Manson did a pretty big cover of Personal Jesus. So, um, but that's still before your time. So, if, <laughs> yeah, I've I never gotten to Manson, so I don't really know. Beautiful People is literally the only song I know about him. Got into Jesus, so you should check it out. It'll be your own personal Jesus. Um, I mean, like I said, maybe I know it, but off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. Um, Icona Pop, I love it. I have no idea what that is. DVBBS and Borgias, the song Tsunami, I have no idea. Uh, this one I know, Disturbed Down with the Sickness. Uh, Galantis, <laughs> Runaway, and then Paramore, Misery's Business. So okay. those songs are now in the wow. game. You can da- you, you do have to pay, it's 10 bucks oh. or $9 if you have Game Pass. But you get the, it's actual licensed music that is now in the game. Where was the hype on this? I, That's all. I didn't see any hype about that. So I was hyped because I saw licensed music, and I was thinking there was going to be like Metallica or Slayer or like Cannibal Corpse in it or something like that. And then I see this. It's like, oh, look. Some pop song is in there. Cool. I'm not into that. I don't Stupid care. question. I don't know if you know the answer to this. Would the DLC work on both versions? I don't know if that's a stupid uh, question or not. I would assume hmm. yes, but who knows? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Okay. That's something I actually could check, though. Hmm. I'll tell you what. I'll check it real quick because I did buy one DLC because it added uh, a couple of artists that I actually did want to help support. So I did buy one DLC. I'll see if it works in the Xbox One version. But while I'm doing... while I'm checking it. Uh, Nate, what game do you want to talk about? I wanted to about? say I'm a big Muse fan, so that that one. Uh, that one. I had a feeling that might yeah, jingle your jollies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, thanks for asking. You're fired. The game I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the game I would like to talk about. Sorry, Nate. Is, uh, is a very commonly known Dordogne. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no one would pronounce this as Dordogne. No, I didn't. Uh, stop. No, that was me. I own that Dar- one. I had no, no idea how to pronounce it. No, it was it, Dordogne. I had no idea. It was it's me last French. week. I believe it's, <laughs> I believe it's the name of a river, uh, the Dordogne River, I believe. Um, <clears throat> but what I know for sure is that this is a pretty game. Uh, this came to Game Pass this past week on the 13th, um, and it is like walking through a watercolor painting. Uh, and it is just uh, really... Pretty. Yes, it's very pretty. Uh, there's there's no combat. This is an adventure point and click, kind of an interactive point and click um, game. <clears throat> Sometimes you'll you'll come upon uh, a little section you have to do. Not not really a puzzle, but just an activity. Uh, like just today, I was playing. I had to make some tea, uh, so I had to um, grab the pot, put it in the sink, turn on the faucet, 
fill the water to the top and stop it at the right time, put it back, pick out my you know, tea infuser, figure out what tea I was going to put in there. And just, you know, just very simple controls like press A to hold on the item, use left stick to move it, sometimes use right stick to move it up or down. Um, so just the right level of minimal interaction to, to solve these things. So rather than just going in there mm-hmm. and clicking on the teapot and then clicking on the, <clears throat> the cup, you actually have to make the tea. It's okay. Um, but really, it's just very pretty and very relaxing. It is about, it's a story of a girl, uh, a woman actually, returning to a house that she spent uh, one summer in particular with her grandparents. So this is her grandparents' house. She's returning to this house uh, and kind of like uncovering her feelings about it, slowly remembering things that she had repressed um, from this trip, this one particular summer. Um, and so you are just kind of shifting between her as an adult exploring the house and then uh, a flashback to a lengthier section where she's a child, um, going through some sort of sequence. Uh, one of, one of them is just going down to the nearby river, uh, and just checking it out. Uh, another sequence is going to the market. Um, so I'm about a third of the way through, I believe in terms of the levels, um, Word to word of warning, um, there is no chapter select. So when you finish the game, Oof. if you missed something and there are missables, um, you will have to play again. Now, <laughs> I don't like to suggest, I never like to suggest playing a game with a, uh, a video going. I don't like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not going to tell you not to do that. There is a solution. Uh, I think it was Cladmaster was the first person to beat the game. I think he spent like 20 hours. And I think the reason it took him 20 hours to beat this game is because he played it several times uh, and made a video with like a, a perfect playthrough. Um, you, uh, as you're playing through the game, you'll collect words. The words aren't also always visible. It's like when you walk by a certain section of the screen, like a word will kind of float to the top and you can click on it and collect it. There's, you know, a certain number of those per level. Um, there are stickers that you'll find just by kind of walking around. And then like a little area will light up when you get close to it. You pick it up. That's a sticker. Um, there are pictures uh, that you need to take. There are sound recordings that you'll need to take. Uh, and all that stuff is potentially missable. So if you hate that, if you hate the idea of going back and playing again, I guess go ahead, watch your video, do your thing. Uh, that's your strategy. There is currently no text walkthrough because this is a brand new game, uh, day one game pass. And um, maybe maybe just wait. If like you're the type of person that wants to do the text and the playthrough at the same time, because uh, that can give you an idea of you know where a point of no return for each chapter so that you can then follow the, the guide to get stuff. That would be ideal. Uh, it doesn't exist yet, but that would be ideal in my, in my mind. My strategy, I'm playing it through one time. I, I looked at the achievement list just to kind of be like, oh, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. But really it makes no sense because I'm going to have to play through a second time. I already missed a sticker in the first chapter. So I, I'm, you know, I'm going to play it again uh, after doing one natural playthrough. But it's a, it's a really great uh, adventure game. Very, like I said, very colorful, very relaxing. Uh, there's no timed sequences yet. Um, so it's, it's very low stress. Just a fun game. Uh, I'm really liking it. Uh, it's very pretty. I cannot tell you, I can't express to you what it's like. It, it really is like a living 
watercolor painting. Um, it's really nice. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's Dordogne. Uh, I recommend it if you're into adventure games. Wow. Oh, I should mention uh, a playthrough from beginning to end. If you're using that video, I think is like three or four hours. But you don't recommend it. Well, <laughs> I would never recommend that. I, got I would it. never recommend that for for a game. Well, if that you, you gotta play enjoy. it twice, you might as well play it legit the first time. If you want to play this game, if you actually want to play this game, I would mm-hmm. recommend not using a video. Got it. You know, I would use a text guide because that can at least you know keep you from seeing things ahead of time. Uh, you don't get to experience them. Uh, for yourself, you're watching someone else experience them, and then you're going to do it. I find that takes away from the uh, the experience of playing the game. Uh, and for me, that's why I'm playing this game. I'm playing it for the experience. I'm not playing it for the thousand gamer score. I will get that after I'm done experiencing the game. That's me, though. Um, can you pet Dordogne? Uh, yes, you can pet the river. Okay. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you have to cross it at one point to take a picture. I guess technically that's petting it. You're stepping on some stones, so sure. Uh, there's no achievement for doing that, though. Uh, there's a cat you have to feed, but, uh, and you pet the cat, but there's no achievement for petting the cat specifically. Oh, man. Well, if TA ratings is anything to go by, it's got 3.94, so people who play it like it. Did you yeah, complete it, Nate? 3.94 from nine votes. No, I have not completed it. I'm about a third of the way through, maybe. All right. But not quite Not quite a half. Usually you complete these games and don't like to uh, brag about it, but I like to... Uh brag on your behalf sometimes uh well no i you know I, with my work trip last week and just oh, everything else and the work trip and knocking out uh two set two stacks of serious sam before the 15th uh that kind of oh cut down on my time and this game only came out uh in podcast time it only came out yesterday so oh. I've, I've not put that much time oh, there's an achievement for hanging out with the cat that's cool that's good enough um yeah yeah i did that one i think you have to hanging out with the cat. the cat five times you had to like try to pet the cat five times i think is an achievement you know what happens? there's also uh, this there's an achievement for going to the bathroom every day oh nice uh as a as a little girl so that's kind of that's kind of fun she has a what an achievement as a, as a cat lover i know when you try to pet your even your own cat five times you will get bit uh eventually so uh don't recommend yeah so if there's an yeah. adventure contest going on somewhere and hosted by some podcast or discord uh this might be a game you'd want to play i'm happy for you and i'm glad that you enjoyed it (laughs) definitely not a kenny game by any means but this is definitely one of those where you look at it's like oh yeah nate will play this (laughs) and it it just has that art style yeah man i just like i like pretty games sometimes and this is uh this is very pretty game and i get to unleash my uh my inner 13 year old girl so Well, Al, if you have anything else to add to that, uh, real quick, no. Metal Hellsinger, all the DLC is only for the X, uh, Series X version. Nothing for the Xbox One version. Really? Yep. Okay. They're, they're only adding DLC to the series. Nothing for the One. It's just on the One. You just get to play it. Okay. Oh, if that. Hmm. Al, what game would you like to talk about? All right. Before I talk about uh, my game... I wanted to touch on two quick things from last week's games. Uh, last week, I talked about Armacrog, and I complained that uh, two of my achievements did not pop. So me being the stupid person I am, replayed uh, the game, and I got up to the part where the five puzzles were supposed to pop, and once again, it did not pop. So I dashboarded, 
And then I went to my uh, Xbox One X. And as soon as I booted up the game, it unlocked. And I'm like, okay, so it must really? be. Yeah, I had a theory that the Series X is, doesn't always cooperate with some older games. So then I played the rest of the game, and the 10 puzzles popped when it was supposed to as well. So Interesting. Well, that's good to know. Good news is they've, they popped on the second time. The bad news is I had to put in you know another 45 minutes to an hour uh, again. But that's okay. Gross. That's okay. And the other game I talked about, the uh, Gaijin Trinji Kiss or Kill, um, I got um, a, a PM from them today from the dev of the game saying, you know, thank you for playing our game. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review on TA and on Xbox and and huh, even says, cool. uh, you know, don't forget to fill in the completion time of the game. I'm like, what? <laughs> so... This wow. guy's not only on Xbox, he's on TA. And he um pretty sure I saw him in you know in the forum of the of the game as well. So it's a Otech Yoon or something huh, like that. That's yeah. cool. So yeah, he messaged What game was that um, again? <laughs> Gaijin Cherenji one, Kiss or Kill. Uh the game I talked about last week with X. And this game goes on sale for like a dollar or two all the time, so it's it is cool that the that the oh, dev Oh this game. Yeah. This it is cool that the dev contacted me. Even though even that though he's just cool. fishing for reviews, uh <laughs> it's still cool nonetheless. Shoot shoot your shot. Yeah, man. Um so yeah, the game I'm gonna talk about is not too dissimilar from the game Nate talked about. It is called Hoa. And it was last month, uh, being May 2023's uh, one of the games with gold. Now, I could have sworn that this game launched right into uh, games with gold, but no, it's been around since uh, <laughs> it's been around since August of 2021, and I had no idea. I'd never heard of it, but. No one heard about it until Games of Gold. Yeah, unless unless Corey talked about it a couple of years ago, and I don't remember, honestly. Because he's the first one on my friends list to finish it. And he actually did it in 2021. Yeah, I, th- I think he did. But uh, this was on Games with Gold. And it showed up on, you know, I, I said to Michelle, let's put it on our game collection. And then, because it's a two to three hour game. And we both wound up with it on our random to-do list. So being the cycles we are, we decided to, yes, simul the game in which we play together and we just talk out what we're doing and then we both get it done. Not too practical for this type of game necessarily. It's just a run-of-the-mill adventure game. So another one for the contest on some random Discord. Um, so let me start off right away by saying the name of this game is really bad. Come on. Devs, give yourself a good name. Like, yeah. Hoa Hero. I don't, I don't even know, but something that tells you what the game is to some extent. If it's going to be an indie game, if you're scrolling through and see this, you're going to keep scrolling. Yeah. If it, if it weren't games with gold. 
yeah, wouldn't have played it for sure. But I'm glad that I did. I enjoyed it. It's um very simple game in terms of the fact that you cannot uh, you cannot lose, you cannot die. It's basically Wait, what? it's like a puzzle platformer. I mean, it's as adventure, but you're really just you're jumping around and you're and and you learn new mechanics as you go. And each level builds on those mechanics. So the layout is actually pretty cool. So the first level you learn how to jump, and then the next level you might learn how to bounce, and then then you get a double jump. <laughs> so yes, Vayner confirmed Nate. And then you put all these abilities together for the final level. So I thought that was really cool. Um, now, when Michelle and I first started playing, we did not look at the achievement list. And and we were saying how nice it was to not be looking at a guide, video or text, and just playing. Uh-huh. And then uh, there's this robot in the game, so you can't get killed, but it can bump into you. And me being bad, um, an achievement popped for me that hadn't popped for her yet, and that's to get hit by this robot ten times. And I'm like, oh, crap. Michelle, I just got this achievement. So <laughs> sit here by this robot and get hit 10 times so we'll, we'll be in the same place. And so she did. And then a few minutes later, we noticed that um, we both had the exact same achievement on RTDL. So it popped for both of us on RTDL, on our scavenger lists at the same time. <laughs> wow, good figure. Yep. <laughs> and it was that one. So that was pretty funny. So the next time we played i said you know what i'm gonna look at the list to see how many levels we have left and then i noticed a couple of achievements that would be missable if i didn't know about them uh one of them is a, one of the later levels when you're in the factory um, there's a robot and you have to change the position position of his chains and you have to jump on his chains 10 times if you didn't do this, there is a chapter select, but you would have to go through the majority of the level again. So I'm glad I knew about that one. And then there's another achievement um, for going through the entire game without getting kicked by those robots, which is complete opposite of getting kicked by it 10 times. Uh, luckily, the game has been out uh, for a while, so someone figured out that you can just, um, once you beat the game, go to new game, um, do the first level and quit out after the first minute and then you can load up the last level and do that over and the achievement will pop and it popped uh, right away from Michelle and myself so we got the completion the only thing kind of annoying is that that last achievement is the hardest one in the game and it is a zero pointer so very interesting that they did that so if I'm looking at my friend's scores and seeing they all have 1458 TA, I don't know whether or not they got that last achievement or not because it's uh, it's worth zero. But overall, I liked it. It's a game that you can uh, you know play with the kids. The kids can play it. Doesn't really get hard until the end, where you just have to get some timing on some jumps. And you get a floating ability where you fly. 
but the, the beginning levels are, are easy enough for sure if you wanted to get the kids involved. Oh, the other thing I want to mention is the music is very, very pretty and very good throughout the entire game. It's mostly the classical pretty music type, but it is good. And the um, ending is pretty cool as well. So if you picked this up on Games with Gold last month, I this is a perfect, perfect, perfect Games with Gold game. Because it's a $15 game. And it's a little too much for what they're what they're giving. But for free, free is for me, it is good. Nate, you did this recently, yeah, right? Yeah, it'd be hard to justify. Yeah, I did. Um, <clears throat> it would be hard to justify paying $15 for the platforming that you get out of it. Um, wasn't that challenging, but yeah, it was very pretty. Uh, at least it was short. Um, I had the same problem, excuse me, with the, uh, the robots. Mm-hmm. I had to do the little hacky, you know, play a little bit of a, a second time through and then just skip to the end and then it was fine. <clears throat> I actually thought that the, uh, I thought it said the achievement said to just finish that last level without getting touched by a robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I did. I did do that, and the achievement didn't pop. But uh, <clears throat> like you said, luckily there was uh, someone with a solution, and it actually worked. It was very yes. painless. Yeah, to there were a lot of game. comments on the solution, like a real lot. Some people said, no, you don't have to do the first level, but there's no reason not to. It takes one minute. You have to watch the opening cutscene. It says, press A to jump, and you just quit out and go right to the last level. Yeah, and you know some of the jumps in the, in the last level and the mechanics of that last level were a little frustrating because the, yeah, the controllers, yeah. they change up the control scheme Not, mid-level. Yeah. And it's just kind of I don't want to give too much away, hard. but that's that's part of the game. That's why I consider it a little puzzly, right? Like, hmm. it's definitely, yeah, maybe that's not the right word. You're not really solving puzzles, but some of the jumps you have to figure out what you have to do to bounce on here and climb on here and float here. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. I think the, I think also I think the title might be a translation because I believe it was a Korean team that made this. Um, so Hoa might be just a literal translation of something. Uh, but yeah, okay. In, in English, it's kind of a, it's not the best. Title. I just assume it's uh, your made, character's yeah. name or <laughs> or the sound they make when they jump. I don't know. That's what I assumed. You know, it's no Celeste. I tell you that. Yeah, it doesn't stand out. <laughs> right, but for a Games with Gold, if you're looking for something that's not, you know, a two-minute completion, something with a little more depth, meat on the bone, then check it out. All right. Is that uh, it for Hoa? That's, that's Hoa. And if they make a sequel to the game, it'll definitely be called Moa Hoa. Zero point zero point five. <laughs> yeah. <Yay. laughs> All right. Let's get into some sales. Nate, what would you like to recommend? All right. There was a lot of discussion this week about a game called Pray for the Gods. And yes, we have suggested this before. No one has actually played it uh, on the podcast panel. Um, but this is sounds uh, familiar. Thirteen fifty. Thirteen dollars and fifty cents down from thirty. It's an action-adventure open-world game, and it is the closest that Xbox owners will get to a Shadow of the Colossus-like 
game. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, I remember somebody talking about this. Yeah, one or two people that completed it uh, on the Discord was saying that it was great. It reminded them of Shadow of the Colossus, and it was you know it was a good time to get back to something like that. And that's what I had heard about it. Uh, it's just nice to hear someone from the community confirm that. Um, next up, Hungry Shark World. This is two dollars down from ten. This is an action game. Be warned, it's eighty to hundred hours, so there is a grind to this game. Uh, but unlike things like Dynamite Fishing. Um, for a $2 game, this is a lot of fun. Uh, before you hit that wall, the grind wall that you have to do, uh, basically you're unlocking different sharks. Uh, you can kind of go over land. I assume, I haven't played Maneater, but I assume this is like a 2D Maneater. Uh, <laughs> you're just going around eating other sharks, eating other animals, eating humans, going on land, um, uh, solving, not solving, but completing little quests will basically check off progression that will allow you to get to your next shark. Uh, you can pick a shark per level. You can pick outfits and some of the achievements are, or some of the challenges you have to do are do this while wearing like the tutu or something. So uh, fun little game. I like it. If you're worried about the completion, then maybe this isn't for you, but $2, fantastic price. Uh, it looks like dumb fun. Yeah. And finally, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, yes. seventeen fifty down from twenty five. Yeah, it's not great. This is a thirty percent discount, uh, or maybe you might want to <clears throat> wait for the DLC that's coming mm. out, and and hopefully there will be a DLC and base game sale price, uh, or if you wait another year, mm. uh, be better. But this was in Game Pass, so I know a lot of people completed it. It was so good. Uh, a lot of people completed it because of the Game Pass leaving, and I think. This one hasn't left yet, but it's rumored because of that little mm. mix-up they had earlier uh, that this might be leaving at the end of this month uh, and will probably get podcasted tomorrow or mm -hmm. later this week uh, and find out that that is in case the fact. Uh, so, you know, you could buy it now or I personally am going to wait. Um, but just wanted to make uh, everyone aware that not only do you get the Game Pass price, you also get a sale price this week if you buy it now. That's it. Mm. All right. Ellie, you got anything Such you want to suggest? Uh, yeah, I wanted to give a quick shout out to The Path of Motus, which is, of course, I knew that was which coming. is, of course, uh, it's because I wrote it on the sheet. It's $149 down from $15. It's a one to two hour game. And uh, Rucker Dude interviewed the dev on like our second or third episode or something like that. Crazy. Level yeah. two. <laughs> So that is literally like five that's years a ago. Classic. Literally, uh, just I mean, I, I I have to shout out that game. I had a feeling fifty. You were say that you can't go wrong. All right. Well, we have uh, new games of gold. Oh, game is now available. Yeah. Yes. Um, did you remember something or I, I, I did. I like to derail the podcast. There was a quick, uh, <laughs> news item that I wanted to talk about real quick that, uh, that, okay. uh, EA, EA yeah. announced that, uh, well, that the Dante's Inferno servers are going are to be closing down for real this time on uh, December 8th, on December 8th. And, uh, technically the dead space Two uh, is going down also, but there's no achievements attached to that multiplayer, so I don't think anyone cares. But uh, 
right. Ugh. That picture, man. As soon as you click that article. <laughs> uh, Literally, that picture right that there enough? is why I have not played Dead Space. Oh, stop it. I, I think I mentioned this on the show. Yeah. I've either mentioned it on the show or just in our party. That scene I saw on um, G4 TV forever ago. And because of that scene, I can't play Dead Space. I can't do eyes. Anything that any the needle in the eye, no, uh, uh-uh. that bothers me so bad. I won't play Dead Space literally because of that. And that's the picture at the show. As soon as you click on the article, sorry, I derailed your derail. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't like this picture. So. I was talking to Nate a little bit because uh, the big thing with the Dante's Inferno achievements is that the uh, Trials of St. Lucia DLC is, I believe, the only thing attached to multiplayer. And they're supposedly pretty difficult, so I would get started now so you're not fumbling in December to try to get this done. But they did give us six months notice around. Which is which That's is not bad then. nice, December eighth. So, but just wanted to say that before I, I forgot, as it was a pretty recent uh, announcement. No, yeah, it's always good to shout out uh, server closures. That way, people know, and at least server closures suck. But you know, at least they're giving us six months' notice. And we have a channel in the Discord for server closure. And you could use that combined with yes. uh, general boosting, I guess, to find a co-op partner for that if you're so inclined. It looks like the DLC is still on the store for four ninety nine. So, yeah, yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised it's still on the store. EA tends to, I don't know why EA it, tends to not delist their stuff. So, like, I've complained about this before. You could still buy the Army of Two DLC that was delisted that uh, the service went down ten years ago, whatever the hell it was. <laughs> you could still, it, it only worked, and it only point. works online. So. What do they try to trick people into buying? I have no idea what what they're doing or why they do what they do. Dante's Inferno just seems like a game that would have been delisted by now. It's a good game, though. Still there, still there. If you want to play like like an old God of the PS3 God of War type game, uh, this is a fantastic action game. Yeah, I know it gets lots of love. I remember starting it back when it was new but I've never actually played it played it couldn't tell you anything about it now um um yeah where was I your games are cold uh, games are cold <laughs> yes um uh, blah 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 adios is available all through the month it's been available it's still available for another 15 days or so uh new game that is now available uh starting tomorrow actually yeah, if you're listening to this day off, starting tomorrow, mm. you can download The Veil, Shadows of the Crown. Uh, this is an action-adventure game, and it's an audio-based RPG. There are no graphics. You play like a blind princess. Interesting concept for a game. Five to six I hours. I think Nate's going to be all over that one. I'm going to check it out. The premise is interesting. I shouldn't say there are no graphics, but... Because uh, I think you, you just kind of see like a black screen. It almost looks like it's snowing. That's that's pretty much all you see. But you're you're having combat, and you're not seeing the person you're fighting. You're basically reacting to sounds based on audio cues. And 
that sort of thing. So um, very interesting. I would love to see how they make that work. Uh, five to six hours of that. Uh, that. That seems kind of the right length. I think you'd be <laughs> hard pressed uh, to keep playing a, a game like that um, <clears throat> uh, any longer mm-hmm. than that. But uh, who knows? Let's. I'm going to check it out. It's that's such an interesting idea for a game. I feel like I want to check it out. I feel like I'm not going to like it, but I still want to check it out just because it is just so different. And the fact that it's on Game Pass is the best way to do that. <laughs> like you have to games of gold, yeah, but yes, sorry, games of gold. Yeah, you'd have to buy it otherwise uh, to not even know if you're going to enjoy it. But that is just such an interesting mechanic. I'm glad to get it as part of uh, Games with Gold. I think mm-hmm. we'll let you tell us how it is. That's uh, a $20 game. Yeah. You're spending $20 for half a game. What the crap? You don't, you don't even have graphics in it. You only have audio. All right, Nate. Let us know how it is because uh, that way it'll be like the blind leading the blind. There you go. There it is. You can't do that on a live <laughs> show. I'll do that on an audio only show. Oh, do it. Do it. Perfect. All right, uh, Game Pass news. There is none. I'm sure it'll be coming out tomorrow. We record a day late, and we still get podcast podcast watch. Um, but we do have. It is June. It is a new month. Uh, Gamer Tag Challenge. I don't think we have announced this yet or done anything <laughs> we with this. Have not uh, schedules. We're so behind. Once again, we're sorry. Schedules, <laughs> and live shows being pushed, and everything. And so sorry, it wasn't possible. However, we have tabulated the scores. Uh, last month was Xlax Jester, also known as LA Jester. Um, uh, and uh, his wild card game was any new uh, achievement or previous completion in Rare Replay. The bonus was why not both? Earn pairs of achievements with the words ice. Whoops. Hmm. <laughs> well, I have copied the wrong one down. So that's not Jester's ah. was not that. Well, yeah, well, forget it. Well, that's a little preview of what we're doing this month. Uh, let's just talk about what everybody did. There were 18 participants, 116 letters. There were seven completions of the gamer tag. There were three wild cards turned in. There were 83 bonuses used for a total of 272 draws. We had three people who just kind of kicked butt with the bonuses. We had Ace, who had 12 bonuses. Rhett stacked nice. with 15. And no surprise, Northern Lass in first place with 18 bonuses and uh our winner with i think it was 32 draws is ace whoa yeah way to go ace. this month uh you know hopefully you've been following the channel if you're interested in gamer tag challenge this month our gamer tag is icefire tn and now i can tell you that the wild card game is any new achievement <laughs> or previous completion in rare replay uh, and the bonus is why not both earn pairs of achievements with the words ice and fire each one time in the achievement name. So. Oh, that nice. makes way more uh, sense for ice fire. Good bonus. Than, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so you <laughs> so earn one achievement with ice in the title. Let me let me rephrase that. You earn one achievement with ice anywhere in the word. Could be nice. Could be ice cream uh, in the achievement title. Uh, and then you'll get an achievement with fire anywhere in the achievement title. It could be fireplace or you're fired. Uh, that those two together are worth two points. I like it. Good bonus. All right. 
And while we're not live, we still do have our patron drawing. And this month's lucky winner is... Finally. Hawkeye oh. Barry. You can get your prize as soon as you play Hades. Yep. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> He's never going to get it. That's funny. Yes, congratulations, Hawkeye. Congratulations, Ace. Uh, when you hear this, be sure to message me in Discord, and I will get you your prize. Otherwise, I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you eventually. I'd like for you guys to hear hear it. That way, I'm not spoiling that you. Yeah. Won. All right. Well, with that, let's get into some brags. Uh, go ahead, Nate. Incompletions. Uh, Wazari DK, I guess, has reached a new milestone with 250 completed games. Sangria's with 2,950. Little jump there. Uh, Redemption Denied with 3,150 completed games. In Streaks, Triple Triad 777 with 50 days. JZARP 43 with 50 days. Chesno with 150 days. It's a Live X with 1,000. Morbid 237 with 1,450 days. Enigma Gamer 77 with 1,650 days, Seamus McLimey with 2,450 days, and sorry we couldn't be on the panel today, Matrark with 3,550 days. <laughs> That's insane. In Gamer Score, Wheezy Fuzz has hit 450,000, XL The Rock LX has hit 850,000, Raw Sauce Ross has hit 1.4 million gamer score. Elroy OMJ has hit 2 million gamer score. I didn't see any flexing uh, pictures in the Discord. You missed it. And Thrash Forever. Okay, I just, I missed it. And Thrash Forever has hit 2.5 million gamer score. In leaderboards, Bastion Reader is now in the top five of USA Gamer Score leaderboards for shoot 'em ups. E.L. Sock, Tinted Games. Now, in the top 20 of Massachusetts Gamer Square Leaderboard, uh, Kitty Skies is the top 500 of TIA Leaderboard. Mental Knight is in the top 100 of TIA Difference Leaderboard for Sports. Mm, Rucker Dude is second in Tennessee TA Leaderboard for Skateboarding. I remember this. More Skatebird. What the fuck is in the top five of Wisconsin TA leaderboard for simulation? And Kushmoose is in the top 2,000 of completed games. Very nice, buddy. You made it. You're a hero. Yeah. Just a few other people there. Yeah. There's a lot of people on TA. Top 2,000 is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I, I just saw the picture of Elroy's <laughs> 2 million. Uh, yes, yeah, this is a running joke. My God, there are so many things I could say about this picture. Um, I'll say arguably the worst thing about it is the Cowboys uh, fat head in the back. Absolutely. That, what a, that picture is a sight to behold. Yeah, it's a running joke. It's in Brad joke camp. about the electricity uh, sticker. Um, That's brilliant. That people, some for some reason, just leave on their TVs, even though they're ugly and uh, unnecessary. But 
if you keep the peels on your uh, electronics or keep the stickers on, you're about as bad as the people who order their steaks well done. Okay. I think I'm going to agree with you for once. <laughs> First time for everything. Or with ketchup. Oh, or with ketchup. I don't even think you should put steak sauce on your steak. You shouldn't need it. There's uh, I don't know if there's going to be hate for that either, but yeah. uh, I, think that's, I do and don't agree. I think that's true. I think if it's a good steak, you, you shouldn't need it. it not saying it's, it's a bad. bad steak. I will, if it's a bad steak, I will dip it in a one. Like a one, like a one is delicious, but st- like a steak shouldn't need it. Mm-hmm. That, that's my point. Yeah. It's true. That is. True. I do agree with that. I do eat. It with, I do eat most of my steaks with some steak sauce because I I just like it. That's but fine. yeah, you're That's totally fine. right. It shouldn't right. need it. Mm-hmm. A steak sauce is a nice compliment. To and a with steak. that said, try a burger without ketchup and without the bun. It's delicious. Now, now oh, you're just now you're just talking it. about meatloaf. You're in, you're in crazy it. town. It's just meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> meatloaf. No burger patty. Just eat it with a fork and knife. Delicious. That's just weird. Yeah. Take us home, Kenny. <laughs> you thought you were going to get away from the food talk. We still got it in. So tired. All right. <laughs> and hungry. Well, that, <laughs> I just had burgers tonight for dinner, too. Um, <laughs> with A1? <laughs> no, but A1 on a burger? Probably, mm, probably. So good. It's very good. I usually get it when I go to Five Guys. All right, enough food talk. It's past 12 o'clock. It's late. Um, who's now podcast release? Yay. <laughs> Hopefully I get it out. It's not. It's going to be late. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, all the normal outro stuff. You can check us out on on Twitch. We sometimes go live <laughs> to do this show. We usually do it one, usually do it the first Tuesday every month. Uh, we at least try. Uh, Twitter at Achievements 101 Discord come on come join the Discord we have all kinds of great channels in there server closures uh, gaming channels if you need help with a game there's lots of people that are in there we're all crazy someone has that stupid game that you that you think no one has that can help you with it discord.io slash ah101 most importantly patreon.com slash achievement hunting 101 we greatly appreciate all of our patrons and everyone who's able to uh, help help support the show, keep the contests going and whatnot. We have a whole bunch of contests, and through their support, we have made the show much, much better than what it has been. We love all of you. Thank you so much. And also, I didn't you don't say this, but like, spread the word. If you know someone that listens to podcasts. Xbox podcast, gaming podcast, whatever. Tell them about the show. Let's try to get some more people in, grow the community. Most, most importantly, if you know someone that likes it, share share a link, post it on your TA page, your or whatever. Appreciate everyone that does share it, and then also, all the links for everything is down in the show notes. We have a link that takes takes you to a doc that has all the links to all the different socials and stuff like that nice and convenient and easy so you don't have to put in all these stupid urls but with that thank you all for listening class is dismissed see you all next week bye 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 miss america bye
Hello and welcome back to Neverending Stories, a segment where I talk with patrons and staff members about some of their long, unfinished campaigns and story modes in the games deep, deep in their backlogs. Joining me this time is no stranger to weird little challenges himself. It is no other than Freemhull. How is it going, Freem? I'm doing well, Mr. Baca. It's a pleasure to be talking with you again. Yes, it seems like only a few months ago that we were discussing your year-long completion challenge. You bet. Which is going slow for me. It's going slow for me, too. Yeah, yeah, this one is a tougher year, I think, for me, anyway. 100%. But uh, that's not what we're here to That's not why we're here, no. We're here because you have completed one of your never-ending stories. Which I love the intro music, by the way. Fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. It's not my own. I, I can't no. claim any, any right, of that. Uh, some a lovely chiptune cover uh, found on YouTube. Uh, so, what game have you plucked from your backlog and finished the campaign for finally? So this one was Crisis 2. And it, uh, of course, we love our synergies. And so this was my BCM Random Game of the Month for the month of, uh, was that, when did I finish this? March. So beautiful synergy there. Oh, I love it. There's nothing better than when multiple challenges all stack nicely on top of each other. Absolutely fabulous. Oh, fantastic. So Crisis 2, you started Crisis 2 back in February 2014. You also started Crisis 1 in February of 2014. You also... I've also started Crisis 3. Crisis 3 of February of 2014. In fact, you started many, many, many games in uh, February of 2014. I did. It was an ill-advised bean dive. Yeah, you did your own out-of-season bean dive. Yeah. uh, Which actually represented a a challenge for me on how this contest was, was run, because the whole concept was I take the oldest 10 campaigns on your tag. And for a lot of people, you know, there's one, you know, 10 years ago, one from nine years ago. Sometimes people did like a little bean dive or something and they never went back to those games. But in your case, you've got like a whole heap of games that you mm-hmm. started within a few days of each other and you've <laughs> basically not touched since. Nope. No, this was back when, you know, I was a fledgling achievement hunter and I thought, you know, boy, if, if I own it, it really should be on my tag. You know, that was my mindset back in 2014. I completely disagree with that these days. But during that time, I, I most certainly did start a whole slew of games. The ones that you'll see I actually have done some progress on, though, are typically those 360 games where there's a multiplayer component. Um, mm-hmm. And this is no different, where later in the uh, you know the lifetime of that game, a community effort was made toward knocking out these multiplayer achievements, which, like I said, for Crisis 2 was no different, uh, although didn't happen in 2014. No, this was, this was in 2019 when what I imagine, and it, again, this, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast a couple days ago, so to think back to 2019, uh, this likely would have been a beautiful community session with members of Achievement Hunting 101, because uh, the Zed to Zed days were, were over by then. So mm. I'm looking at some of the achievement times and it, some of the names that are on my friends list who earned these similar multiplayer achievements were uh, there's a Dunkos and Fug and Matism. I got Kingsman in here, Facial LaFleur. So those are at least 
five people I could name who are part of this group. Yeah, friends of the Discord, friends of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, so you, and you pretty much knocked out all of the online in, like you say, 2019 between kind of June and November, which I then I think you moved on to the third games online as well. So yep. you've, um, was there a server closure or was it just uh, an effort? Yeah, just an effort, right? A group of people who thought, gosh, you know what, it's, it's only a matter mm-hmm. of time before these things start to fall apart. I think there mm-hmm. was some threat uh, that EA services were going to go down at at one point but i think mm-hmm. largely these are, they are peer-to-peer right these are peer-to-peer mm-hmm. so i, I don't okay. believe that's an issue long term no this one has so I'm, I'm looking at the page now it says the server closures were october of 2018 so this was a full year after that yeah yeah okay so they're still alive and kicking so you you unlocked your single bean dive achievement 2014 you came back and you did the multiplayer 2019 you had not yet touched the story mode nope. at all, so far as I can tell, achievement-wise, until March of this year, when between the 11th and the 27th, you just blasted all the way through the campaign. That is correct. It looks like you did it on the highest difficulty setting, which I guess was available from the beginning, because you just knocked that sucker out. Uh, story complete, 27th of March. And then, because I guess it was for your BCM, but also because you only had a, a handful of achievements left, you, you, you just went for that completion on the following day as well. Yeah. So the whole game, 50 achievements, 1,000 game score, 2,600 TA, knocked out, bish bash bosh, now... What is Crisis? Tell me what Crisis is, because I've played the first game. Okay. I mean, really, you know, if you're familiar with the first game, you are effectively a super soldier uh, marine in a a specialized combat suit, which has two primary uh, modes. One is an armor mode, where you're pretty much bulletproof and damage-proof. And the other is uh, camouflage mode, stealth mode, where you are just completely invisible. And so, uh, you know, the, each one of those modes consumes your suit's energy, and it's a it's a first-person shooter. And mm-hmm. and so the first game, uh, you know, having wanting to play these in order, uh, I finished the first game in January of 2022. Again, BCM, uh, that was a BCM game of the month, which was great. And I kind of just let Crisis Two. I, I put it on my tag and said it was available to be picked. And, and was just waiting for the nudge to go ahead and have me finish that campaign. And what I ended up doing in Crisis 1 is I normally when I play games for the first time, I am a, uh, a normal mode, play through, mm-hmm. get the collectibles, do kind of, you know, the, the easy breezy approach. Yes, that is my style. Yep. And then, and then, you know, if I really wanted to go for that completion, I'd come back around and do the higher difficulty modes. Well, I made about through about halfway a crisis and looked at the guide and it said, you know what, just why don't you just go through on the hardest difficulty right away? And I was like, oh, what? can I do that? That's strange. And so I completely rebooted Crisis 1 from the beginning. And I got about, what, I think it was like two-thirds of the way through the game. And I said, There's, realistically, even if I finish this, I will never go back and do the, the highest difficulty. So it's time just to reset learn the learn the controls and go back and and do it from the beginning. Well, I did not make that mistake in Crisis 2 and I said mm-hmm. it is the hardcore difficulty right at the beginning. And what I do enjoy about this game is 
When you play on the, the most difficult setting, you cannot play this like a run-and-gun. You cannot play this like a traditional first-person shooter. This leans more heavily toward the stealth genre. So you um. have to rely very heavily on your cloaking and skulking in the shadows and or behind trees and shipping containers in order to stay out of line of sight. And then you quickly uncamouflage yourself, shoot somebody with a sniper rifle, and camouflage yourself once again. And that type of hit and run is 100% in my wheelhouse. I love that type of gameplay. It is so much fun. And if I look between the two games, this the sequel, what they ended up doing is the first game took place on a remote island where they, there was an archaeological discovery of this alien race. And you ended up fighting a lot more human enemies. And, I mean, it, it felt kind of almost like a far cry uh, in, in mm-hmm. ways. The second, obviously, now these, these aliens exist, and the setting has moved to New York City. So you have oh, wow. a much more urban environment. You've got the, the subways and sewers to deal with. You've got a, a little bit more scale in terms of high-rises, and, and different floors that you can go to, rooftops. And what they end up doing is they kind of set up these chapters in terms of, you know, like city blocks, right? Here, here's point A, here's mm-hmm. point B, and then me got like three city blocks to deal with. So you can wide linear, I guess is the way I'd put it. So you have a little bit more flexibility in how you want to approach these combat scenarios. And they encourage exploration. You, you have a, a visor option where you can turn on the tactical display and it'll kind of say, hey, here's, here's like five points of interest. Uh, there's resupply over here. Here's a flanking area. Here's a sniper perch. Here's your frontal assault. And as the player, you can kind of choose how you want to go about that. And, and obviously, you know, sniping and stealth are, are really how you're going to succeed when you're playing on these higher difficulties. And so... It is. Uh, it was fun. It was. It was a good time to go back. Good story. I did like the the aspect of the world where you know it was a little bit more condensed. The urban environments are fun. I guess what I missed was some of the variability in the biomes. Apart from urban terrain, that's really it. There's a, a couple underground things, but ultimately you're looking at a lot of concrete. I remember in the first game. No, uh... My memory isn't so great for it, but that like is it like halfway through the game you you're then sort of inside an alien yes ship or something, so it does completely change kind of the totally the kind of nature of the gameplay and the setting, even with the uh verticality in that where like they change with gravity and stuff a little bit, so like yeah, it gets yeah, I remember really that. wacky. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it. You're just like, whoa, this is this is not the game that I was just playing yeah. <laughs> ten minutes ago. Yep. So I've played the first one and I've done the story mode. And unlike what you ended up doing, I pressed through and just completed it on the on the standard difficulty. And I actually, I remember thinking it was it was quite hard. And then thinking, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to do the the hard difficulty. But that's probably because I was playing like a moron <laughs> and not taking advantage of my of the stealth abilities. Is it like you can, like say you can camouflage or you can use like armor? Yeah. And I think I was just like, turn on the armor, run in, shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> and even then it's quite easy to get overpowered quite quickly. 
um, totally. if you're not careful. So I think I struggled and I couldn't really get into it. I liked the game well enough and it was kind of, I guess, an elevated shooter. It's not a completely mindless military shooter. Right, where you got clown cars and monster closets to deal with. No, yeah, this is a little bit more yeah, tactical. it's a little bit more tactical and, and it's the story is a little stronger. And also it had that whole thing... <laughs> it's kind of a meme, isn't it? Can it uh, can can yeah. it play Crisis? Right. The whole PC thing, which which completely passed me by. I I never had a game like a rig, a gaming PC. So my first experience with this game was on the Xbox, and I was like, it looks okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's, it's four years old at this point, yeah. and I don't think the 360 is is running it on like optimum settings anyway. So totally. whatever. But I never liked it enough to even consider the sequels. Right? I was just like, yeah, okay, I've experienced Crisis great move on um but you're kind of selling it on me a little bit i'm interested well Um, and let me let me see if i can't intrigue you a little bit more in terms of crisis one to crisis two i think the story is better i think that the the flow and pacing is better in the second game Mm. i do i do think they improved on those areas um you know again it's first person shooter campaign Still a little convoluted, a little wonky, but in terms of pushing the narrative ahead and presenting you with interesting combat scenarios, I think it did a better job. And so I enjoyed my play sessions more and the expanded freedom that you had in Mm -hmm. in approaching these was a lot more fun. You're right, putting on the armor and going ham is not going to work on the higher difficulties. But again, like I said, this fits into my play style of being completely invisible, which you are when you have your, your suit on. And so if you crawl, right, you, you drop into your crawl position, your prone position, and turn on your stealth, you can walk around a ton of places without mm. being seen, period. And so you can end up sneaking into places without even, and like, I think if you get within five or six feet of an enemy, maybe they can, can key in on you. But Anything beyond that, you can stand in the wide open and they uh-huh. can't see you. So it takes longer. And, and what ends up happening is if you make a mistake, it hurts more because you've taken so much time sneaking around between checkpoints that it's super frustrating if you biff it. But it's so much more rewarding when you can mm. tactically and surgically remove these guys sneaking through these, these terrains. So I like the sound of that more. It's it's a completely different game than the one I experienced. <laughs> uh, I didn't even bother, I think, trying the proper stealth approach. What a dummy. Um, maybe I should replay Crisis on the hard difficulty with that in mind and then see how I feel about exploring the other ones. I, th- I definitely do appreciate it more because whenever you play mm. like Call of Duties and you put those on Veteran, it is about running as fast as you can and hoping that you get to the checkpoint mm-hmm before you're inundated with about 70 grenades and yeah. and then it respawns you and you're like okay good i can you know sprint to the next one this one they are favorable checkpoints um and they set up they're like gated at each kind of combat arena so you kind of understand different ch- where the checkpoints are going to trigger and they are definitely between you know these active enemy encounters so there's a lot of like high highs and then you get a break mm-hmm. high highs and you get a break and so like i said i think the pacing feels really good and and i never felt 
overwhelmed by the level of difficulty. Yes, if you're caught in the open, you go down very quickly. But mm-hmm. that is, you know, that's when you make a mistake and things go to hell. Like, you're just, it's over. So you just have to not make a mistake. And, and ultimately, I think they give you the tools with your armor set and the weapons you have to do that effectively, which is which is great. Ordinarily with these segments, people have kind of done a bit of the game, a bit of the story, then dropped it for whatever reason. And I'd say, what's the reason? In your case, you hadn't even touched the story. Like I say, you've you've pretty much treated it like a, a brand new game, yep. right? Uh, completely separate from the multiplayer side. You From beginning to end, you did it uh, in March. But kind of more generally speaking, more broadly speaking, as I kind of touched on at the beginning, you dived a heck of a lot of games back in February 2014, and a lot of them you've never gone back to. Is there a reason why so many of them have been kind of left? Is it just because the the backlog grows and, you know... Pretty much. Or, or, or were these games at the bottom of the list and you've been kind of waiting for something to you know, give you a kick yeah, the I should almost do an audit of all the games that I dived back in those days and, and how I've kind of come back to them and maybe chipped away at some of them. But largely, I started so many games, they were either you know, pieces of game with gold or, um, you know, I got them on the cheap and, and people were excited about starting them or they were big budget games. Mm-hmm. So the collection of things I started back in that time were pretty huge. And so I've selectively pulled a few off of that to play in the meantime. But, you know, these are largely very popular games in parts of series. So until I finished the first game of the series, I didn't want to move on to the second game. Which is, you know, now that I'm done with Crisis 2, Crisis 3 can go into my pool of, hey, this is available to pick. Where, you know, I would have no interest in doing uh, any of the Crisis 3 things until I finish Crisis 2. Again, does it matter? Probably not. Am I going to be lost in the story? I'm not sure that the continuity is going to be so significant that it's going to be an issue. But the collection of games I started do fall into that, that realm and as new exciting games come out, I ended up gravitating toward those. And and I've never largely been a person who can put a ton of gamer score up in a month. And so I'm I'm relatively selective on how I play anyway. Uh, and then once once Game Pass came around, it, that was it, right? I ended up playing tons more Game Pass and chasing closures and doing those things. I had completely abandoned these old games. So I think mm-hmm. I ended up starting a hundred some. I think that February was 100 games. Um, So I'd have to go and do an audit of, like, how well did I do about going back to it? Which, as you say, kind of 100 games into 360 games is going to be 100 quite meaty games, right? I've done done 100 game bean dives in later years, more more recent years, but at least half of those have been... (laughs) you know stuff that you can wrap up in an hour so, so yeah whatever yeah but a hundred you know 360 games is, is games that you're looking at no mean feat to go back to and, and push through absolutely mm. absolutely mm. now a couple of the ones if we if we go into the broader never-ending stories camp they do they still fit in this realm i think my oldest game is tom clancy's rainbow six vegas that was a games mm-hmm. with gold and again a, a community effort because you need that 16-player server achievement, you know, we went and knocked those out because of trying to just coordinate that is is absolutely insane. Uh, and so that's probably my oldest game. I might go back to that this month because I really need achievements that have the word rain in it, and Rainbow Six is probably my best bet. 
Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good one. Good shout. But yeah, you've got you, you've got a whole list of like quite big titles on your on your list here that, in some ways, kind of surprised me. You haven't completed them before. Now you know you've got things like Batman, Arkham City, yep. one of the Tomb Raiders. You've got Bioshock Two on there, Borderlands. Yeah, you're right. I got two different Fallout's, the all of the Mass Effect games, all of the Dead Space games, Max Payne, Grand Theft Auto. Like you're right; these are all super meaty, really meaty games, but also good games yep. <laughs> and games that uh, you know. If I was uh, a bit a bit of a, uh, a harsher critic, I would be saying L style. Just play these games. Just play the games. You're not wrong. I should do a postmortem on this uh, this dive and just reflect on how how bad it was and uh, mm-hmm. and how well I've recovered. I think ultimately what ended up happening was like because they are so highly regarded, I always kind of put them off of saying like, no, you're gonna want to some time to really focus on that and really enjoy that experience. And guess what? The perpetual gamer score chaser, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. Dishonored, that's a game I have been desperate to play for, what, 10 years? Longer <laughs> yep. than 10 years. Yep. But because I want to do it, quote unquote, like properly, <laughs> I want to give it the space to do it properly. That never happens. Never happens. So then it never gets done. Uh, 100%. So I've been wanting to play that for, for so, so long. Um, it's gonna. It's just not gonna live up to those expectations anymore. If I ever do it, yeah. You know, Thief. The Thief series was like one of my all-time favorites back in yeah. the PC games, and it's a kind of a, a spiritual successor to those. Instead, so I, what I we do why. is we chase the fifteen-hour bug snacks and mm-hmm. and say, well, that was worth our time. <laughs> well, that is that is partly why I did this contest. Yeah, for my own benefit because I knew I was in that living that thing, and also so I could retire my 360 eventually and, and say, you know, I'm happy if it breaks or, you know, gets sent to the, the, the you know, the console and pour him in the sky. Yep, yep. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that. But there's a, like a handful of stuff that I'm, I want to try and get done. hundred percent. We are on borrowed time when it comes to 360 servers. Uh, you know, some mm-hmm. of them might last as long as you need them. Others may go down without warning, but we're right at the point now where your hardware is is being taxed. And I, because I bought Bioshock Two as a as the full collection, I have to use the disc. And for whatever reason, and, and maybe someone can, you know, DM me and tell me that I'm doing it wrong, but I can't download the the DLC from the disc on my uh, Series X, that it it, it, it it doesn't work with BC to pull information from the mm, discs. It doesn't recognize the license right. to do it. So I have to do mm. that through the actual 360. And so when I'm playing and my wife is on the couch and I'm streaming to my laptop to just, because obviously all you're hitting is the A button. It doesn't, you know, I don't need to be watching it really. I can just glance at my laptop and so we're, we're watching tv and she's like what the hell is that noise and i'm like oh that's that's my xbox it's it sounds like a jet engine yeah, yeah the you know the 360 is working yes. real hard to render those graphics and she's like that's your new one then why is it sound-? no 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 this uh, i'm playing my 12 year old system here 
<laughs> like, and it sounds awful. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way that that disk drive is going to survive much longer if I have to keep playing games that rely on a disk. 100%. Well, Mr. Frame, thank you for uh, knocking out Crisis 2, completing one of your many, many never-ending stories. I hope you join me again uh, in the next few months if you knock out any others. I hope that they appear for your BCM so that we can uh, get some more contest stacking action. It feels so good um, when you cross-pollinate, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Or RTDL or any of the various other things that are going on. Um, but it was a pleasure to talk to you again. Absolutely. And hopefully chat to you again soon. Super appreciate it. Have a good one. Bye. Laters.